episode is, is now we can talk about the whole shebang. Everything all at once. And the future looking forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this while watching it, and I was like, you know, I think I have a new take on what the Mission Impossible series is, and specifically Ethan Hunt. And what it should be? No. Where it's going, where it is. What it is. Where it was. For better or for worse. The same way you watch all the Marvel movies, you're like, okay, I know what this story is. For better or for worse. Right. Like what the limitations are, but how you can live yeah, in that yeah, yeah. realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a bunch to talk about, dude. And Easily. our final ranking. And, and you have a separate ranking you have to do. Of the commentaries that yep. I listen to? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk about all the special features. Hector feature. has insisted upon listening to, mm-hmm. I would say every commentary, but for this one, I made him not listen to the other two commentaries that yeah. exist. Yeah, and I kind of wish that I... I don't wish that I did. I'm going to. I'll eventually you get will. to it. I'm going to knock him out this weekend With, uh, to finish. No, out you're the, not. Uh, you're not going to knock it out this weekend. Why not? We have too much going on. That's true. We have a lot. A lot I'll, going I'll on. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. He's not but, going um, to. I'm going to make sure... This is a. You gotta take a break. You gotta relax. Okay, we gotta watch it. We have another assignment. That's true. And we're choosing to accept it. Ooh, what a great tease for what we're gonna say at the end of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we should probably just start it. We're watching a little TV show. Light the fuse. Light the fuse. (laughs) Oh no! Go. Would you? I wouldn't want to watch this show, Mission Impossible. No, even for podcast form. No, you have done it. Let's do. And I've heard you say it's bad. And you watch Hector. Don't take any offenses. Watch a lot of shit. I do. You uh, mostly for research purposes. A lot of it for enjoyment. And don't say most of it for research. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, Mm -hmm. but also. I'm gonna watch every single show on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's every a mission. Original you show. Every I'm not crazy, but every original you're show. You're gonna go back through eventually. Much, eventually, you're no. gonna be like, I have to. No. We have to watch no, no, Sweet no, Life no, of no, Zack no. and Cody. No, 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 no. But I've I'm already pretty good and caught up with those. Um, there's a couple of yeah. Stuff how long has it been though? Months. Yeah. When you could be watching something you would Cause enjoy it, cause and it love. Put out some new stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been some stuff that I'm like, oh, I enjoy that, and I never would have watched it if I didn't like make myself like that documentary about the seeing eye dogs is legit like i was like this is very compelling and so sad the seeing eye dogs it's just good i get it sure yeah it's sure but yeah you know you can only watch the mandalorian so many times and that number is twice and then you're done that's it (laughs) twice meaning the two episodes i watched i get frustrated with i get frustrated with dude bros that got disney plus to watch mandalorian and then like when the mandalorian was over they canceled Canceled disney plus i'm like did what you about even the black cauldron? I'm like, did you even look at anything How else? How did on you there? grow up? What did, did you, you watch? Did you even we that just first watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks the other day? Yeah, on Disney like, Plus. This is a ripoff of Mary Poppins, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not mad. It's like, yeah, it's just it's frustrating to be like, I paid just for the one thing, and I'm not even going to poke around and look at the other stuff. Whatever, yeah. whatever. When I had uh, CBS All Access, and I think I you, still you did a good amount of poking around. You still have I did. it. I did. I did. I still have it, and if I'm going to cancel it. It's like, well, I, I did like Twilight Zone, and then I even watched all the just old Just think of it this way. You're funding Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, just me funding it. Yeah, um, exactly. But let's get into it, everybody. Welcome. Hector's bankrolling it. To the 500. This looks like bowling pins. Yeah, we're going to bowl <laughs> wine later. Bowl, we Guys, a bunch we're of wines. We kind of are. Listen no, to, we're not. Listen we to like this. Wine. wine. Whoa. Hey, everybody. Whoa. Welcome to the 500. That could have been an aquarium. I <laughs> pulled all of them. <laughs> I lifted a fucking aquarium. Hey, everybody. Welcome. To the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting to my left for the last time what? for this series. What are you is talking about? My good buddy, Mr. Are we Keller. Mix Nambla. it up when no. we switch <laughs> for the no. last time. Uh, say hi, Keller. 
You're talking about Alec Baldwin for say the last hi, time? Say hi, Keller. Say hi, hi to the people. They're waiting to hear your, your dulcet tones. They've been hearing them. <laughs> they just put a, finally put a face to the voice. Um, we are... Probably just a voice to the name. We, we powered through this franchise in two weeks. Yeah, we did. That's cool. That's Is impressive. It? Man. Yeah. That was our mission. We chose to accept mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, we some could, people said it was impossible. We could do some real damage on some other franchises if we keep this pace up. What do you mean damage? We could we could do some damage. To, yeah. I don't know how Mission Impossible is going to recover from this series. Nope. We've been critical. We've been hard-hitting. Uh-huh. We've brought forth the issues. Uh-huh. We haven't pulled any punches. That's true. And, and uh, we've also been praiseworthy about the stuff we like. Exactly. And hopefully have been shining a light on why we like the stuff oh, that yeah. we like. Like, like we've what been works, honest. Yeah, what works so well about it's these movies po- you know. when they're firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Or as I mm-hmm. like to say, when they're F-O-A- F-A-O shorts. C. When oh. they're Fauk. Fuck. When one of these movies are when these movies are fucking How'd you make it so fucking complicated? Firing on all cylinders? That's fun. They um, haven't had an F bomb in any of the movies I know. up until this point. I know. And they could have had imagine if Philip Seymour Hoffman had been allowed to drop yeah. one. You don't think I'll fucking do it? <laughs> oh. Fucking seven. He doesn't need it. <laughs> he doesn't need it though. That would have been amazing. You got a wife. Amazing. Fucking girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> in the weirdest in the weirdest places. Oh, Jules, I forgot. Expo called. There's a fucking conference tomorrow in Phoenix. What am I supposed to do while I'm yeah. fucking shirtless in your yeah. hotel room? <laughs> She'll think of something. <laughs> Why are we only uh, quoting MI3? Because I want There's Phil Zimmer other... Hoffman to have got his F bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if Hendrix got an F bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Solomon Lane saying an F bomb would have been squandered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. But um, all the right, so world order. <laughs> let's get into it, dude. This is it. This is it. We made it to the last one. We're getting ready for parts seven and eight, which are coming out now next year and the year after. I think they're always going to be 2021, right? They might. I think they did get pushed back, though, because of COVID-19. They got pushed back like six months or something. I don't know. I, I think Mission 7 was going to be summer next year, and now it's like fall next year. At this year. point, I don't keep track of anything until I see all, an image or a trailer. Right. No, that's a good way to look at it. Um, although I have been keeping track of the casting announcements. Then you won't get let down, though. Oh, True. for Dune. That, yeah. And for Mission. Every time they're like, we're mm-hmm. bringing this person back. We're bringing this person back. Like, well. Um, yeah. It's been exciting. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if they make the cut. Uh, Keller. Yeah. Dust that mother effing British guy off and tell us. I told us, you, he dusts himself off. Tell us what, what are you doing holding the booklet? No, 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 no. You need to pick up your phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was close. And you need to get the uh, um, the the stuff ready because we have to hear what movie we're talking about today. Keller, hit it. Mission Impossible hyphen Fallout 2018 director. Christopher McQuarrie, still no middle name. Nope. He hasn't edited one since the last episode. Nope. Fast, sleek, and fun, Mission Impossible hyphen Fallout lives up to the impossible part of its name by setting yet another high mark for insane set pieces in a franchise full of them. Well said, yeah. Nothing really well on the story, nothing. Okay, so uh, l- let's talk about this movie. The, just the two angles of this movie real quick before we recap the the um, the story. Mm-hmm. But on the story side and on the stunt side, I think that they both have pluses and minuses, but I think that the stunts are pretty incredible in this film. I don't know how many minuses there are stunt-wise. Well, just because even if you look at each one of the stunt pieces, if I compare the halo jump, which is incredible, it's just like jaw dropping to the again going back to for me the high the high mark of the water the high water mark of this entire franchise is the Burge scene you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. hanging out the side of the building. There is still CG 
being used computer generated imagery for the for the Halo jump in the sense of the background because it's supposed to be over well, London, also, but right? And they did Paris. it over. Uh, it's supposed to be over Paris. Thank you. And they did it. They actually did the jump over Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, like uh, tons and tons and tons of times, well, and then replace the background. Gotta have the airspace for sure. And so, like, so it, on the one hand, it's like yes, but like at I, that point, I, you're not still, at all correct. It's no still one mind cares blowing. about what's on the ground. No, you're right, but it's still mind blowing. But there's still like a CG storm that they added on top of. The, do you know what I'm saying? On top of the stunt. So to me, it's not. It, it's not fair to necessarily say it's not a pure stunt. But, we but have it's to also think about a the, different. What was accomplished? Correct. What they did. And even with the birds, there were no harnesses. Correct. Even with even around. with all the other things and and the stuff in this movie where it's more of like a quote unquote pure stunt where Tom is hanging out the side of a helicopter, he still has a harness and you're still using mm-hmm. CG to 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 take out those harnesses. So like there's still going to be computer enhancement for every one of these. And honestly, that's what we want. We want people to be safe. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um yeah. So but so each one of these movies is stunts has pluses or minuses and also like how much are they incorporated into the story. Story. And so I would say mostly, mostly, mostly like 90 percent of the st- of like the stunt side of Fallout is incredibly impressive. And it's and it's and it, and it keeps elevating the whole series. And I think it's awesome. The story stuff, there's a lot to get into. And I think there's mostly pluses. So for me, the, the positives far outweigh the negatives, but there's still stuff that you it can gets, talk about. It's a little Mission Impossible one in how yes. convoluted yes. and plot yes. heavy it is. And it's and they and they were saying on the commentary, Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise are saying like, depending on which like uh, film critic was watching the film, they would say that it was either too complex or too simple of a plot. But I think that you can still look at what they do and what they try to do and there are moments where I'm Which like I don't think okay, like that's a, a little much there's too many like gotcha moments well, do you know what I mean that's what it, it's, yeah it's a, it is yeah. simple it's yes. very simple until it's like but mm-hmm. we have this 15 minutes where right. we can add four twists Right. Instead of just making it straightforward. Right. Like the whole Benji putting on a mask and then it yeah. turns out that Which is, uh, Lark fun. has people who but are that's the, the that, CIA that's, people. That's the one where I'm and like, also, that might have been one too many. That no, might have been one too many. I think even her being like, just kidding, you're all going in. Right. I'm like, it's uh, like that's a little, that's one too why many. Why don't you just get them to bring him in? Yeah. And then they're all in. The scene where, where in Solomon Lane and Cavill, in. and we're going full full spoiler, so go watch the dang thing. Oh, it's do we have on to do this? Hulu. It's on, it's on Prime. First? Yeah, but just to real quick wrap up my point here, that that that, that to me is the, is the most egregious case of like, okay, this is a little too much like it's Usual Suspects clever. A little bit. A little bit. Where Henry Cavill, where they're like, we got him. The biggest threats are in this room and we got him. And Henry Cavill turns around, do you? Do you? Go. And then bad guys turn on each other, and you're like, okay, that's, you know, I, I don't know. There could have been, I'm fine with bad guys being captured, and then just like MI3, when Philip Seymour Hoffman gets captured. And then he gets out. And then the bad guy, other bad guys come and just pull him out. I'm fi- I, I would prefer that. Especially, you know? like, the yeah. amount of confidence Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman has, yeah. and it's like, I'm yeah. a fighter, I'm going to kill her. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? You're fucked. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, you're fucking fucked. Exactly. What are you going to do? Exactly. Good luck getting out. And then it's like, we have fire foam. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, no. Bring on the fire foam. That's cool as shit. Uh, Keller. But dust off that Southern California IMF dude. I gotta get this sand off for the, of la- me. For the last. I gotta get this bro. sand off of my suit. <laughs> <laughs> for the last MIF mission in the and the MIF classified but full of a bunch of errors. It's classified <laughs> booklet. Go for it. Basically, just like the actual military. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is Fallout about? Full of errors. Uh, everything else sounds so cool. Uh-huh. This one's the Knocklist, Chimera. Yeah, Chimera. The Rabbit's Foot. Yeah, Cobalt. The syndicate. Yeah. 
the plutonium cores. <laughs> That's cool. The plutonium Is cores. It, it's like the syndicate had plutonium cores. Yeah. Or you know, the rabbit's foot was a plutonium Maybe. cord. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plutonium cores. Yeah. Mission objective. Recover stolen plutonium cores <laughs> from an extremist group known as the Apostles and stop their plan to detonate nuclear weapons. <gasps> Key operatives. Ethan Hunt. I said it backwards. Hunt Ethan. Stickle Luther, Dunn Benji, <laughs> Faust Ilsa, Hunley Allen RPD, Sloan Erica, cool. Walker August RPD, Texas Ranger. Yep, Walker August, Texas Ranger, <laughs> Osage County. <laughs> uh, sanctioned equipment, this is all classified. Tracking device, which is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> tracking. Microwave transponder, also a tracking device. Mm-hmm. They. Double track, right? Device, That's lane, what that is, right? Okay. Halo jump helmet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they did make that. They like made that up for this film, as a stunt helmet, as that specific design and and function for for the stunt and also. But for they the added that in post. So they added. They added Henry it Cavill's post. face. I think. No, I mean they added like the digital like reading stuff. Oh, if they that had that, up sure, in the sure, Iron sure, Man sure. stuff. They sure, added sure. that in post. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mosk Maker, even though that's in every fucking movie. But now it's so much more streamlined in this one. It's like True. one little briefcase. It's like, oh, it's a briefcase. Ca- that we're getting, not going to explain how it actually works. Yeah, it kept like how? bigger and bigger and bigger. How? It's all just like a 3D printer all 3D in a, printer. you know. Uh, okay. Targets. Targets. Bile. Lane Solomon. Back again. Classified. Captured. He's captured. Don't worry. He's Who captured. Else? So I don't know why he's a target. Who else? John Lark. Mm. Who's that? Henry Cavill. Who is it? Henry Cavill. Uh, Alana Mitsopoulos. A.K.A. A.K.A. <laughs> the White Widow. Do you want to know where we go? Where? Belfast, Northern Ireland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Berlin, Germany. Paris, France. Tashmir, India. This guy really lost the intensity from the last mission. What is he on vacation? What's going on? It's the end of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retiring. I'm retiring. I'm getting IMF. out of the game. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Finally. Mission thanks. accomplished. Yeah, this dude's name is like Zach. Like, hey, thanks yeah. for the debrief. Zach, Zach was thanks for the briefing. Four Zs. Thanks for, thanks and for the briefing. And it ends yeah. with uh, thanks, X. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for the briefing. It's pronounced Zach, but yeah. it ends with an X. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's a, a sort Z-Z-Z-A-X. of a... Z-Z-Z-A-X. <laughs> Zach's. No. Zach. Zach. <laughs> Um, so that's a, that's a recap of like the plot, the main story, the main characters and everything. So overall thoughts, um, take it from the top. Uh, I love this movie. I don't know if I adore this movie, but I love it. And I think that there are, I'm going to get out of it. Go. What of the franchise do you adore? Three. Is that the only one you'd say you go go to fucking bat uh, for? Yeah. And, uh, parts of four, but here's the beauty of it. Unlike other franchises, I feel like everybody kind of unanimously agrees four, five, and six are good. So that's why I feel like I have to go to bat for three sometimes because people like skip or mm-hmm. or, yeah. or overlook don't, three. Overlook Mission Impossible. They three. lump it in with the first three. I see a lot of people's rankings. I'm on Letterbox. I see people's rankings, and they'll be like, "The worst one is Mission Impossible two, then three, then one." And I'm already like, "What? Wait, what?" So that kind of throws me a little bit. And and it's the same with like I know that I go to bat for it too much, but Tokyo Drift. Of the Fast and Furious franchise, too much, but at least there, I know I can pull specifics in there to be like, "Hey, don't overlook this. This is what's good about that film." Other franchises, I know Colors. People, people are like, "Oh, Shrek Four was bad." I'm like, "Actually, it what was about pretty Ever great." After, 
Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I try to go to bat for. Anyway, um, so three being the one that I adore, I love things about four, five, six. And the things that I love about five and six uh, are that it is more serious. The freaking. You do love that? I do. Because I think that it's not too serious. It's like it's like Taika said when he talked about Star Wars, which is a different thing. But he goes, "We don't take ourselves seriously, but we believe in ourselves." So I think that I think that that's the balance they're trying to achieve. Is it a little on the serious side? Yes. I think it maybe five and six are a little. I'm saying you know, it maybe leans a little too, especially compared to three and four. Especially four. Which, four is so funny. Four is a you know cartoon. takes the piss out of it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I but I at least like because I like stuff like um. This is still aware, self-aware, though. It is. It is. And it, and yes, I totally. Because it's like, look, kind of like you were saying when we were watching the movie. But it's not going to wink at you the way Fast and Furious does. Correct. This one, like uh, Rogue Nation, are trying to be the Skyfall where they are taking a little bit of the piss out of the franchise. They they they, And I keep saying that in I the sense of like. I wouldn't say this one is that way. But it still has like. This one's putting piss back in. This it, one and the last does, one are putting piss back in. But what does Skyfall do? It opens with, we don't need characters like James Bond, you know, and double O's to exist. We don't need this. We're a functioning government. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they're just dangerous and brutal men that are enacting these kill hits, these hits, and, and all this stuff is bad. And this one opens with, you guys failed. You lost the plutonium cores. When, when Angela Bassett says... That's the job. When she says that, and when she goes, the IMF is Halloween... It's like, damn, that's a that's a that's a burn, and it's kind of true. And it's like, like, have you seen Halloween? That's yeah, terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. But but that's sort of the theme throughout is that the IMF is that it's dress up, it's, it's drama dress club, up, it's drama club, and it's stuff where it's like, why are you risking these huge things, these 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 very powerful weapons of mass destruction, whatever you want to call them, falling into wrong people's hands because of oh I'm going to put on a mask and I'm go- or I'm going to go off and talk to this person and hope that they never met this person that I can't impersonate now mm-hmm. because of the mask. When when Henry Cavill's character up to that point when Walker's like so you're just going to walk into this thing without any like you know hope is not a mission like you're just banking on the fact that this is going to work out and Ilsa Faust has to be like oh you you must be new here like because mm-hmm. it's commenting on the ridiculousnesses of the scenarios but at the same time this it one ends- uh this movie definitely like explains the seriousness of having to be in that situation though probably it does like it, you feel the stakes you feel it more and so what than i and, and what i like and i think it's more effective even than rogue nation which is the first time we saw alec baldwin and his character being cia but he was better end, in that one sure and at the end he he um and i would agree with that and at the end he pivots to the imf and this one now he's the imf guy i at least like the movies where Another organization comes in and goes, "What are you doing, IMF? Like, mm-hmm. why do we even have why you? Are you allowed to do here? This? Here are the repercussions for what you did." But they also and just did that in the last movie. They did, but I think they do it better in this one. They do do it better, right? but also so, why do it twice? Because I feel like otherwise, that's that's I mean, what happens it, every it, time it, now. Though it adds stakes, it's happened since three. and they commented it on this one too. That that becomes Walker or John Lark's like whole plot is that he's like, "I'm going to pin this on Ethan Hunt." I wish and, at some and, point they would be like disavowed again. Good yeah. lord! And, and it's like, I, th- I think maybe this movie's kind of doing that. But they need to cut to the person mm-hmm. getting home with their box of their stuff, all in there from yeah. working at the IMF. Yeah, they've just been laid off, uh-huh. and then getting the phone call. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, 
Just come back to your shitty cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> you have your job back. We're back. We're back um, in business. Maybe seven and eight. I have no idea what seven and eight are going to be because... They're going to be workplace dramas. Because like each one of these movies, I didn't know as much about... I wasn't following these movies as much with like what the plot's going to be, what, you know, this or this or this. But each, like Mission Impossible 3 feels like it could be the last one. Four even yeah. feels like it could be the last one with where they end everything, right? It, you this see one Julia more than any of them. Rogue Nation sure, feels though. like it could be the last, and this one feels like it could be the last as well. So I think that they have a unique opportunity now going forward with seven and eight to really, everything you're saying, Keller, to like comment on all of that, to be like, at the end of these movies, is Ethan Hunt going to be alive or will he be dead? And if he dies, what you know, is it going to be this sort of heroic death? Where's it going to go from there? Where's it going to go from there? What's the IMF going to be? I just like these movies where they're stuck into this formula and they try if to find... If he died in the first 20 minutes of 8... <sighs> Dang. First and like, of all, I, I it cannot gives you see someone doing that. They'll never, ever do that. Yeah. Because I would rather, even in this, listening to the commentary with yeah. you, they're like... We didn't want to lose the audience after we killed off Alec Baldwin. It's yeah, like, yeah. you didn't have me on board yeah. until then, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's like, I would rather them pull an Avengers Endgame where that movie didn't have an epilogue, really, because the movie's epilogue was the Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. Like, that's the movie it where you feel... It has an epilogue. It does, but it it's has, so... It's right Endgame at the end. has six epilogues. It does. But I'm saying the movie goes, and it, you follow Tony Stark, Robert Jenny Jr., and at the end he dies... And then there's barely, you know, and so did Scarlett Johansson. And it's like, we're nobody's, you know, sitting there and feeling it. And there's a very short Except for when Iron there's Man a funeral. very long funeral thing. Well, and yeah, but it's uh, not. But you're saying kill Ethan Hunt 20 minutes in and then what's the rest of the movie? Because how interesting would it be to see the, so the rest of the characters pick up the slack, right? Is that why you brought that up? That's when you have the new book. Person the new blood. Come in, though. Now, what I you want... You can't kill him 20 minutes in, though. You got to get have him injured 20 minutes in and I call want, him the shots from a bed or something. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, I want, But I want that new I person or new, new team to have I their own movie. New. I want Mission 9 to be that. I wouldn't mind it being yeah. a bit of like a handing off a bit of both. The it could be. It could a be. A little bit. It really could be. Maybe it's... um Man, because it sucks because when Julia was in the picture before fallout mm-hmm. her, the character julia because even with this is supposed to be tying up the julia and it all does together. And like it does she, and i think now she's off the board in the sense that like we we meet her again in this and she's married and she's happy and you're like oh that's it because tom cruise said he wanted to do this because he kept getting asked everywhere he went about the relationship between ethan hunt and julia thank you jj abrams thank you jj abrams because three was so strong with that emotional core and four left it to where she seemed as though she ha- she was undercover, but had a job mm-hmm. and had coworkers and friends. But it wasn't like we see her with like another guy or you know a, a spouse or whatever, like a another um, significant other. So it's this thing of like, oh, Ethan's looking at her from far away, Matt, but they can't be together. So of course, audiences are going to be like, wait, what? What if that's how? Is that how the Ethan storyline is going to end? Like, mm-hmm. is he, he'll retire and then and then maybe he can be with Julia again. If I he's, can't tell if you how many times that. as we've been watching these movies, you said, what if that happens? I'm like, she's yeah. married. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. So um, so then dies at she's, the end of this. she's not in Rogue Nation. Just kidding. But um, but then Julia showing up again. Um, now that 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 I don't think that they should ever do that. Really, I no, think that it should. She's like, gone. She should not be in these movies anymore because she's happy and she told Ethan that she's like, I'm good. Everything's Unt- good. Unless at some point they're like, what? I thought you were in Malaysia, Julia. And she's like, I am in Malaysia. <laughs> and she's just like doing hard Luther, surgery Luther's for somebody. Luther's like taught her everything I, I know. Taught her everything yeah, I know. <laughs> like how to be in Malaysia she's a, she's and help at, people. She's good at it too. <laughs> she's good at being in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe with the way this, these stories are going, maybe Mission Seven and Eight will really double down with the Ethan Hunt, Elsa Faust 
relationship and actually flesh it out. It, right? It does to, end up earning it a little bit more yeah, towards the towards end the end of but this movie. Here's the tricky thing, though. As as so after as, four and a half hours, it right comes as close as to earning it more earned as it could be if they focused on that in seven and eight, at, and if at the end of eight, that's the end of Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt, and mm-hmm. then it's like, well, now him and it Ilsa will us, be together. It gives this, uh, I don't want Dark that Knight because rises right. Though. I don't want that because in 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 the sense of like, if I got it to the end of the Dark Knight Rises and I was like, cool, good for Bruce Wayne, he got a happy ending, but I want Catwoman. And Hathaway's Catwoman to get a spinoff. Like, that's True. what I want yeah. Elsa Faust. Like, I want Elsa Faust to be the star of Mission 9. Well, and then and we're going to get, uh, it'll be Born Supremacy, and then they'll both have to come back out. Yep. Yeah, Born Legacy, you mean? Sure. No, yeah. it'll be Born Supremacy. That's the one where uh, Marie they dies. hunt them down. But we, she won't die. Okay, okay, okay. Marie okay. doesn't die. They're oh, both secret, I see, I see. But, you know. They're like, and then maybe oh, we're Ethan happy. will get killed? In Mission Nine. Oh shit! Have it be the like other way around. Like they're retired, and then it's like, yeah, and then he just gets sniped in the head by some uh-huh. guy that's like, "I killed Ethan Hunt. That's crazy." Exactly. And then Ilsa's like, "Revenge," and just kills all the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That could be cool too. Anyway, I'd watch that. My overall thoughts are: Solomon Lane's still alive. I yeah, <laughs> still still make it. I really, really, really love so much of this movie. I've got a couple of qualms here and there, and I think that when it's all said and done, because of how much. They reference the other films and the fact that they did bring back Julia from and three. And it is a le- lot less on the nose. What do you mean? What's on, less on all the, the nose? All the callbacks. Right. They're all, the, yeah. It was Rogue lot, Nation was Rogue like. Rogue Nation was. Uh, here's a rabbit's foot. A here's this and yeah. this. Here's this and this. Um, I think this is going to end up being my number two. I think I like this oh, one yeah. more than Rogue Nation. For but sure. still not as much as three. So that's my ranking. From the bottom to the top. Bottom. Mission Impossible 2. Then Mission Impossible 1. Then Ghost Protocol, which I adore. Like all the all the top four are five star movies for me. Then Rogue Nation, then Fallout, whoa, 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 whoa. then Mission Impossible Three. Okay, okay, that's okay, my okay, ranking. Okay. Keller, overall Still thoughts. Still wrong. Overall okay. thoughts and Still, give give okay. me a ranking. Overall thoughts. This movie is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you can't not say it's awesome. Yeah, there's so many stunts that. Blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> they jump out of a goddamn plane. Uh-huh. And great chase sequences All the and stuff. chases yeah. are really good. Yep. I even like the what if sequence and then the, mm-hmm. uh, except for when he like sh- the cop thing. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate when Bl- White Widow kisses him. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fine. I think at the time of filming, she was maybe 28. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. You know? Because I, I, I feel like now she's she's might, my she age. might be like 30 or 31. She's my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Dude, wait till we get to Hobbs and Shaw where they say that her and I'm Jason gonna, Statham grew I'm gonna up kiss together. Tom Cruise. It's insane. You're going to kiss him? Mm-hmm. Kiss and they're like, that's unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's way too good looking for him. Yeah. So there's things we can, about me being there's things we can still for sure pick apart and discuss and I want to discuss, but um, what's your this, ranking? Ranking is go from the bottom. Go from the bottom. Bottom is two, two, one, one. Uh, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Ghost Proats. Ghost Proats. Fallout. Three. Three. Very nice. Like you can't. Very nice. Yeah. We've said it. Yeah. Hector and I have uh big old hearts, mm-hmm. and we're never gonna be able to get away from three. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Or even Philip Seymour, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's my heart is. is big for Philip Seymour That's Hoffman. What is. Yeah. is what it is. That's what it is. Yes, there's no room for yeah. Solomon it's, Lane. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman pretending to be Tom Cruise, pretending to be Philip Seymour Hoffman is a yeah. joy. Because Where, Solomon Lane pretending to be Simon Pegg, yeah, not as good. But pretty like, good, but, pretty good. but pretty good. 
great little moment there, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. and he and uh, and that actor was like Sean playing it over the Harris, top. Sean Harris, who I think is great. playing the King Arthur in the new Green Knight. Oh, that's awesome. That's and, very and exciting. I read somewhere that like they don't know if that's going to be theatrical or digital. I want to see that on a big ass screen. Me though. too, man. Me too. I yeah. if they want to push that one off. I want to see a lot of movies on a big ass screen. I don't know. Right now the conversation is Tenant. Right now that it's Chris, Christopher Nolan being like he Tenant in July. It. Let's do it. Let's open up theaters again in July. He and keeps saying that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be ready. Nolan, no. I don't know if I'm gonna be ready to go back to the theater. I'll go to my own theater. Comfortable. That'd be awesome. What's your own theater in your in your living room? No, I'd be like, you're allowed to. You're the only one in this movie theater. Today. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We yeah. vacuum and cleaned everything. Would you pay fifty dollars a ticket? Oh, like to rent out a theater? Rent How out, much is that? No, not anybody you are quarantining with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The four of us. Yeah. Go into the sterile movie theater yeah. <laughs> and be fine. Yeah, I know, man. Oh, we just man. need to get a projector. Oh, it's not as good. It's not. It's not. But as we can good. do it outside. Real and, big. Uh, and and this is somebody who has like we have a three D TV, and I'm still like I like going to the theater. You know, three D TV is the True. shit. But you know the yeah. theater. it's the best it's the best you can't talk um what's your favorite thing about fallout and then and then let's talk about some stuff that we didn't love favorite thing about fallout is it the halo jump i wouldn't even i'm not even gonna say something specific okay it's the feeling it's probably the zippiness yeah like this thing fucking moves but still takes its its time with uh, the chris mccrory saying it doesn't matter how long it is. It's matter mm-hmm. how long it feels. Now, according to McHugh, Tom Cruise didn't say that. I'm not going to credit McHugh, you Tom have to Cruise because according to McHugh on the commentary, he was like, anything. "That was like if that was anything, producer Tom LRH Cruise." gets the credit. That was producer if Tom anything, Cruise. LRH gets it. the credit. Nothing. Look, Tom Cruise. You know does what I realized? His own volition anymore. That's it's fascinating. All, it's all. It's all Thetans from afar. Because of because of uh, what we watched in uh, Going Clear. He doesn't, at what point, nothing is his own anymore. Here's my question. At what point in, because it's like, do we think that he buys into the Scientology bullshit legitimately? Or is it all an act because he's an actor and because it's because of his upbringing and because of his young actor life? I don't life know. And he almost went know. to seminary before he became an actor. So wow. I wouldn't be surprised if he is also like a very well-trained uh, like police German Shepherd. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> like, a parallel between Tom Cruise the persona and Ethan Hunt the character. Yeah, they're there's both a wearing parallel. A black turtleneck all movie. the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the parallel is that they're both insanely um, focused. Yes, and adept at being trained to do stuff. Like they pick stuff up, and it it and it seems to the point where I want to give um, producer and actor and stunt person tom cruise as much credit when it comes to each of those things but it feels like when you watch this behind the scenes stuff for all six of these movies that literally every person that they interview it's like oh here's so-and-so this is like this is mac he has uh overseen a ten thousand halo jumps or whatever he's like the most qualified person in north america to tackle this stuff and then mac starts talking and he goes i'll be honest i've never seen an actor be able to pick up like every person says like oh tom cruise you know with the amount of hours he was in a helicopter he's able to do things with a hundred hours that people will take ten thousand hours in a helicopter to be able to do and maneuver and you're like really he's like it is batman. like the amount of focus yeah it's don't give incredible him don't give him no batman. because the batman batman can pick up anything sure but that's bullshit that's what i'm saying you know what i mean i love batman but the myth of batman is that there aren't enough hours in a human lifespan 
to master, not just like be proficient in, but he's supposed to be guess the what? master Batman of all these different things. Batman does eventually master empathy. <laughs> does he? <laughs> sure he does. But but you're saying that that you feel like uh, that that Tom Cruise is, I don't know, what is it? What are you saying, Keller? I'm putting you on the spot. Boom. Listen up, he's Church of not, Scientology. He's not real. <laughs> he's not real. Right? There's a level There's nothing, of, there is a level of... Well, and we watched po- okay. We watched Going Clear. Sure. The amount of insanely fucked up shit we know. know that happens within Scientology that is and so that unlikely. Definitely, Tom Cruise has knowledge a, of right. and very possibly even a part of right. Like them building him shit because sure he wants it sure. or his birthday party being or them or run them like by the forty cents int- an hour introducing him to women people that then yeah, he would date exactly. stuff like that like. like so and they didn't even like they don't even touch Katie Holmes or Surrey in that documentary. Yeah, because at I don't all. think they. Oh wait, no, they didn't. No, that had happened when the the doc came out, like 2014 or something. 2014. Yeah, yeah so that had so already it's long past. So here's the parallel, and here and follow me with follow me on this because this is wild, and I realized this while watching it just now. Mm-hmm. We just finished watching Fallout. The IMF is to Ethan Hunt what the Church of Scientology is to Tom Cruise in the sense that like. These movies are trying, but at least in this movie, Mm -hmm. they are questioning the IMF. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Is like, do you think? Do you think there's a level? Now, maybe I'm reading into this. I don't know how much Tom Cruise is aware. That's what I'm talking about. Tom Cruise was in Magnolia. I know, and the I know. kind of, but that like, was in 1999. But also think about what kind of fucked up character he plays in that, like sure. very cult mentality, mm-hmm. very like macho. And think about, and think about, and the, then the the persona of Tom Cruise as a producer who is so acutely aware of what people are wanting when they go to see his movies. Do you know what I mean? He's acutely aware when he goes he around the world. Movie making platitudes. He does. Watched, but listen to those commentaries. Do we believe? Tom Cruise a persona when he's like, I love movies. I, I I'm addicted to making movies. I love it. Like, I do we believe him? Don't I believe it. Yeah. But I believe it is because of his ego. Yeah. He knows what he gets from it. Mm-hmm. He like uh he also loves the thrill or whatever. I know. The yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. Thrill seeker. He's an adrenaline I, junkie. I believe that too. I it's believe like that I too. Skydive all the time, but I yeah. really had to get back into skydiving. He's a pilot and he, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We can do better, all that stuff. A perfectionist, but like all of these things that are, that are, that they can be really scary aspects of personality. It's not, it's not at all healthy. That's what I'm saying. It's not, what he is doing isn't healthy. And I want to. People are fucked. Yeah. And I want to, oh man, I want to unpack that so bad because I agree. Because I feel like everything that we've seen from Tom Cruise with his personal life and stuff, which is unfortunate that we know all that shit, but guess what? That's what happens when you're that level of celebrity and everybody's obsessed and, with it. Well, and, even and then like, the documentary. If this and, is you know, what you're doing. If yes. you have that level of celebrity and you're yes. also doing the shadiest possible shit. So um, I think that there are a lot of things that are good about being um, you can, like, like, focused and determined. And, you we know. can, yes, yeah. sure. Sure, but... Hitler was very focused... Hitler had a very good at Hitler planning. Comparison. Yeah, but yeah. like, what are yeah, we yeah. doing? If, yeah, like, yeah. Tom Cruise, sure. Like, What's the he end result? had some great characteristics. Yeah, he did good in Rain Man. Remember that? Yeah, He's, you know. <laughs> no, but it's also like talent. It's also like the um the, the level of dedication and determination. But it is all ego driven. And so that's what I want to talk about. Is like, at what point does him with his uh desire to make really really 
like well-made and popular Mission Impossible movies and other movies, but like the Mission franchise is his baby as a producer and everything like that. Um, how much does him going and talking to all of these different people when making the movie, working with these different people, not just Christopher McQuarrie and the cast, mm-hmm. but like, again, the stunt people, the heads of each of these departments, like the the composers, like all of these different people. He's traveling around the world. He's meeting all these people. He's constantly inter- he interfacing, like super interfacing, interfacing, interfacing. Apparently he's like that, super nice. That. Like anybody, he'll like, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone talked to him on the phone in mm-hmm. Rock of Ages. That mm-hmm. was their role. Mm-hmm. And he said... Tom Cruise like hung out with that person for a day to figure out what to to just like flesh out that. Wow. And it's like he like that level of focus, of yeah. course it is impressive. Sure. But also, you know, Pablo Picasso, dude, impressive shit that man did. <laughs> well also well, massive heard, piece I, of shit. I heard Pablo Picasso was a piece of shit. That's though. what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's that but saying. that's but that's what I want to get into is that is Where separate the genius, right, I put right. up finger quotes. I'm not sure. giving Tom Cruise genius. Okay, no, I'll no. never give it to him. Sure, sure, sure. Stunt. Yeah. Dangerous, very capable. But that's what I'm he saying. He has is that like more a, so, a, a four-year-old will do the same thing Tom Cruise will do. <laughs> but like more a four-year-old will jump off of a, any goddamn thing. But more so than Pablo Picasso who could be like, well, I'm Pablo Picasso and I made paintings. And then he could still be an asshole to people. That's what I'm saying, Keller, is like, Tom Cruise's job is apparently interfacing with all these humans constantly. So I'm like, at what point are they rubbing off on him? At what point in him making a super heroic, super good person but of a think character about rubbing where, off on him? Think about... Is it possible that he's trying to tell... How many yes-men are surrounded? Yeah. Like, how? who yeah. is he surrounded by? And yet this no movie No one's being is, like, well, Tom, sure. no one does that to him. I mean... Come yeah. on now, maybe Tom. not since John Tom. John Woo. I don't know. Tom, don't say that. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think back on, especially for the past two movies, the commentaries, Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise sitting in a room watching these movies, right? Five and six. Like I told you, I wanted to watch the Fallout commentary. Yeah, and I did watch some of it. Yeah, but also I can't listen to Tom Cruise talk <laughs> like that after a while. Most of it is Chris McQuarrie saying something and Tom Cruise saying so sternly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the most emphatic. I hope. Matter of fact, agreement. Maybe I am. Um, yes. Giving him too much credit. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Maybe I, especially because I just I I I watching the movie tonight. I'm like, dude, I don't see how he can make a film about. Here's this shadow organization, the MIF, and at the end of the film, yes, IMF. it does good. IMF. What did I say? MIF. MIF yeah, Mission Impossible. Men Force. in Black. The Men in Force. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how he can Men make a movie. Flack. Multiple movies now where like the IMF has like a mole. This has like this like. But that's what I'm asking is like think how about can Tom, so many people who how do can do Tom, that? How, I, I mean, I, I don't think know. About Chris McCorry, I think about think I think Chris about Chris got to start. Usual Suspects. Yeah. Yeah. Who? What was that movie about? It was about uh, uh, a guy lying the entire time. What else? That's did, what that movie's about. What else did uh, that guy make? Christopher McQuarrie or Brian Singer? Brian Singer. X-Men and a bunch about of all other those stuff. good guys. Yeah. How could that guy making these yeah. movies about all these great That's true. characters? That's very who, true, like, man. have such a... Uh, come on. It's, it's, it is so heartbreaking to me. It is incredibly... To know that... It's fucked. Because the difference is... But again, the difference is, is like just going off of the rumors of, of how the persona of Tom Cruise is with people like just how you said it's all very positive that's but the there's difference there's so much positive that, stuff you hear about everybody 
but the, some of the examples you brought up though, no, you're right. And again, you can never know who is, you never know what's going on behind closed doors and with people's personal lives and private lives, especially if they're Hollywood, especially if they're whatever, whatever. And I think that that, a part well, of remember, that is, remember Tom Cruise punching the wall when, uh, Nicole Kidman embarrassed him in front of David Miscavige. That's yeah. the thing going clear. Yeah. You know, that's true that, uh, yeah. And it's, and, and it's, and it's crazy because like, it's now we're just getting into it, but it's crazy. We because, have to. It's, yeah, this is the last episode. This is it. We 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 were joking about it on the episode <laughs> after we'd watched it going. But it it affected us. It affected us because that documentary show. I asked you, I was like, is this going to affect how you feel about these movies? Yeah. Even yeah, and I think it has. It colored how I wa- I've been watching these. It colors how you know? I, even Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise's relationship for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's a reason Tom Cruise has his dudes. Like Tom Cruise that he has been continues working with to McQuarrie sure four movies now sure 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 like yeah okay this dude tolerates me and is willing to deal with the definite bullshit that is in my closet I mean maybe yeah you might be right but also we know That's that Chris McQuarrie might be willing to deal with some bullshit in someone else based closet. on the fact that he was you know a longtime collaborator with Brian Singer mm-hmm, it's true mm-hmm. and and for me the 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 thing that is heartbreaking that I wanted to get back to is that. There are so many people who have power who work in entertainment. And in the past couple of years, so many people have come forward and been like, hey, this why are, why are we putting up? Why are we mad at Donald Trump being president? Allowed? Why are we mad at Donald Trump being president? Why are we mad at the country voting for a horrible human being if entertainment— this is the state of everything. If the, if the norm is that we're protecting powerful men who have done shitty stuff and everybody knows about it and these are open secrets and they're rumors and yada yada and and Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer and these types of men were the, the the types of people you know and Weinstein and everything and I think that for me the heartbreaking thing is I have heard even before any of this stuff happened before any of this stuff went down in the past few years I've heard really awful rumors about Brian Singer treating people badly mm-hmm. like Brandon Routh just did a, an interview with um uh Michael Rosenbaum with his podcast Right, man. I bet that's amazing. Brandon Routh talk, talking there? about no, but Tom Welling has done another episode. But, but I want to be like I want two, two Supermans with Lex. But the 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 difference is is I'm Routh, gonna go on record again. Say Michael Rosenbaum is the best Lex. <laughs> but the difference is is that is that Brandon best Routh live action Lex best live action. Sure, sure, sure. Um, is that Brandon Routh is like, well, I made a movie with Brian Singer, and Brandon Routh, at least at one point, because it kind of made headlines, is that Brandon Routh was like, yeah, there were times where like he Brent, like Brian Singer was like yelling at people, and I didn't appreciate that. And I didn't like that. Like stuff that like you didn't have to do as the director of a movie at the top of the food chain, at the top of the you know person in power mm-hmm. on that set that has nothing to do with his his like sexual life or his sexuality or any of that stuff, but just like how he was treating people. And then I've heard the same stuff about Spacey. I heard the same stuff about Weinstein. I heard all this other stuff. Then we watched Going Clear and we got to see how much the, the, the persona of Tom Cruise may very likely know about this organization that hurts people that keeps people you know misinformed on purpose and does all the stuff that takes advantage of people and all this free labor and all this really fucked up stuff and the i keep saying the word heartbreaking it's heartbreaking because all the stuff you hear about tom cruise in in public with how he's interfacing with these other people is that he is the nicest guy so that's the thing where i'm like what the hell man but like, what the hell? Do you know what I'm saying? That's the thing that's frustrating because because when the news came out about Brian Singer, I, I was like, ah, that sucks, man. I've heard that stuff. People say Do you know that about what I mean? George People W. Bush too, though. What? He's the nicest guy. That he's the nicest guy. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, listen, that's that's a whole nother thing, and that's the difference is that that dude, yeah, he's a war criminal, and 
Barack Obama's a nice guy, and he did a bunch of stuff that I definitely disagree with. Probably considered right? a war criminal. Yeah, in a lot if of ways. Go, if we're going, if we're counting drones. Yeah, but that's the difference. Is like Tom Cruise. You're not a politician. You don't actually have people's lives. In, like you're an entertainer. No one elected Tom Cruise. Correct. And he still has such a following and so much power, and I think he recognizes that. And the bummer is, how can you, like, associate with people that have potentially hurt people? If you've make if you've made movies where that mm-hmm. you know, especially like the Mission Impossible movies, where it's about the whole thesis of this movie is well, that Ethan Hunt like, cares well, about like, one character, that Ethan Hunt cares about one life versus millions, and and that Angela Bassett's like, we need people like that. We need you know, so that I don't have to make those decisions, so that we that's can the have thing an about Ethan acting Hunt. though. It's acting. Um, and again, I would say, yeah, that's the thing about acting. Like, uh, you know, Brando is one of the greatest actors that ever lived. Known and he piece was of shit. Known piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, and that's Kubrick, the, that's known piece of shit. Known piece of shit. And that's the frustrating, heartbreaking thing is you look at, especially you look at like. That's all, the danger of genius and deifying any human being. Though. True. Like. It's very true. They're all, we're, we're all flawed. Tom Cruise is the biggest movie star in the entire world. And yeah. then. And then he's got, you know, skeletons and he's, but he's still a human being and he does have skeletons and there's fucked up shit probably. I think it's frustrating in the same way that like, I like the Marvel movies and I feel like on top of the Marvel movies being Marvel movies where they just are like, this is a superhero movie and there's going to be special effects and it's about a heroic thing or even Spider-Verse or whatever, whatever. The Marvel movies have really lucked out in the sense of every person they've cast for those roles really inhabit the role but also just like in their in the in their persona in the public sphere also seem like pretty decent folks most of them most of them and even when they're not you still have somebody like robert downey jr who had his troubles but very much like tony stark it's basically jeremy renner and anthony mackie have gotten the most controversy right right and it's like considering their casts are dozens upon dozens of people like that's pretty damn good Mm -hmm. pretty good record yeah you've got your chris evans's and your hemsworth's and your you know and your mark ruffalo's and everyone's like oh we love them and you can see like efforts being made within the franchise yeah in this franchise i don't see efforts being made to further anything no other than practical stunts sure maybe and and i think this movie is trying to further that idea of that basic heroic component of we don't trade lives it's just captain america right that's and yeah. it's like so that's like you watch a movie like this and you do f- feel good when you see a superheroic person this does take the ethan hunt to mythical status yeah, we totally it acknowledges him as a superhero which it kind of did in the last one when he's like yep. he's the manifestation yeah. of destiny, <laughs> of destiny. <laughs> um but yeah man it's like also alec baldwin's bad in this movie yeah, he has, he has some a lines few good lines, good. but he's also got a. But it's yeah, some, he was whiffs some. Yeah, and also that, that one line that Tom Cruise, which one does the one that you were like, do you think maybe he's actually not good at being a bad oh, guy? Oh, where where the White Wolf, the White Widow, I keep white saying widow. White Wolf. Yeah, it's not Bucky Barnes. It's not Bucky Barnes. Sorry, where the White Widow, not the Black Widow, the White Widow, um, where she's where her and her people are like going over the plan, and it's the what if, and then like. You know, you don't have a problem with this. This is you're 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 John Lark when he's I pretending to be no John line. Lark. Yeah, that I line. it yeah. goes a little Jack Reacher for me. Okay, it's a little which is too self serious and too like one liner. Self serious one liner. Yeah. Like yeah. this has the one liners. Like now I'm out. But that mm-hmm. is very much in the action. And then there's even like mission accomplished and them being willing to make fun of him saying mission accomplished. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. That's true. This That's movie. True. 
again, it's going back and forth whether mm-hmm. it wants to be self-aware or not. I and think it, at it some leans point, more on the serious side. I think you're right. Yeah, and to yeah. its detriment, even like mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Did you know that he recorded that line uh, after the fact? eighteen times? No, that it was on his iPhone. Oh, okay. That they didn't have really? a final line for Alec Baldwin to say. So I don't know if they just had a take where because if you notice, he, he could have he, been, he, moves he could have had nothing. A little bit. He kind of goes like this. He goes like this. Yeah, like a little fart. And I think I'm like, I think in the in the edit, they saw that he moved his lips a little. So they went, oh, we need to have him say something. And then it was all on post. And they and, and they had Baldwin, they had him record on his iPhone multiple versions of, of the line, go. Oh, and then he like emailed them or texted them to McCory and then they had it. But but um, yeah, I mean, we can open that book up and go over some other things. But I feel like the main thing we hit on is how we are, how we are in like dealing with Tom Cruise, the human playing this character, Ethan Hunt, the person. I want to go back to that and I want to get into like, how do you feel about the franchise now? How do you feel about it going forward? Because I'll say this, I am optimistic. I'm optimistic about people in Scientology being able to get out and be heard. Yes. I'm optimistic I'm optimistic about that thing, that organization ending. Yes. Because it's it's a it is a it is it's fraught with a so much shit. corruption. I that's that's what I'm optimistic. Again, I think I mentioned this before when right after we saw uh going clear, just like the NRA. Like I'm optimistic yeah. that we'll see it go down. And my hope is that just the way the documentary says it's like the way that ship is going to go down is if you have those public figures like a Tom Cruise come out and go, you know what? I'm not mm-hmm. with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is what they did and this is what they did and this is what they did. And if that were to happen, I think it would be unreal. And I think it it would make me very happy because I because I could be like, "Good, Tom, get out of there." Cuz again, I haven't heard and maybe it's all publicity. I haven't heard anything about him and the church in the in the past since Forever, what yeah. for like 15 mm-hmm. years for like 10 15 he's had his since P- like oh seven team has been doing some great and is it that up. or is it the thing of um because you know beck is a scientologist like laying low yeah in 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 that sense and it's like is he out but can't say that he's out the same way that like people will stay pretending as though they're married when really they're separated the because, like, you know i don't know I don't know how much. I don't know if Tom Cruise is a sociopath. I know. Like, I don't, does Tom I know. Tom does he care about his children? I know is what I want to know. It's like yeah. you care about your children, man. Get out. Yeah. Get out, and it's yeah, man. If you care about those people that are that are at the bottom Can you level of that, a world without SPs, dude. It'd be it'd be a better place to live. Yeah, paradise streets yeah, paradise. paved with gold. There's so many SPs. So many SPs. God, I feel so bad that he was like duped and he got into it. Because That's again, what, like, he seems like such a capable like. <laughs> but again, what happened? He is like the best trained police yeah. German Shepherd there is. Just in the same way, he's the best trained Ethan Hunt. Yeah, he's gonna get a treat at the end of the day, Fuck. as long as he fucking. It's crazy, man. Does something insane I to think, get there. I think there's a parallel, and maybe it's because I am trying to be too optimistic. Where I'm like, and the I, German Shepherd thing. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, 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 it's pretty spot on. Yeah, I feel like it's like I'm like, are the mission movies a cry for help? Are the are the at least like not the first few because he was in it. I don't know about. Do you know what I mean? But maybe yeah. are four, five, and six, especially five and six with Macquarie and the whole idea of like. Him being disavowed and 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 the organizations being corrupt and everything is it, is it him trying to be like? Well, it's almost like, okay, you know what? I don't want to do any of this anymore. I don't like any of the controversy. I don't like the attention right. about my personal life. Right. I'm just gonna make these fucking movies, and, and everybody's that's gonna love it. them. Really, and everybody's gonna like these movies. I can't. And that's co- all I can't, I'm gonna do. I can't come out with another Mi Two. Yeah. Because if, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's what happened, 
if he bailed on it completely mm-hmm. and is throwing himself into mm-hmm. these movies, which would be awesome because mm-hmm. it does seem like that might be what's happening. Maybe. If Chris McQuarrie's like, hey, man, you don't need that shit over there, dude. No kidding. Dude, because I'm so, dude, it's like you said earlier. do stunts. It's not healthy, right? It's so many it's things inc- about his yeah. personality seem not healthy, and yet we're sitting here and we're and I'm very entertained and very appreciative of all, all of the teams of if people. If you can hone that, if you can focus that's, that yeah. energy, <laughs> maybe he is, and maybe he's doing it in the healthiest way, which is just like. But I'm not trying to give that guy that kind of benefit. Yeah, down until he's got until a he dollars. literally holds a press conference to be like, "I'm out." Mm-hmm. Then it's always going to be like, "Hey, man, it's awesome you you're throwing yourself into this and doing it all for our entertainment and working with people and all of the pilots and but stunt also people think of the about world." How much of it is done? Yeah, I don't know how much of it is done, but think about how much of it is used as a furthering of Scientology. Do you think do you Tom think Cruise is their poster boy, and they yeah. will not stop? Like, do you? Th- and that's the other thing. I don't too. know. That's don't, the other thing. I'm interested I haven't seen in. a lot of Scientology propaganda I want, recently. I want another. When was that? 2014 was going clear. Yeah, 2014. I need an update. Yeah, I need to know what the church has been doing since then. Do you know what I mean? I need to know, like, dude, are they still making yeah. recruitment videos, but now they're using Mission Impossible Fallout footage? Gone clearer. Yeah, go, yeah, going clear too, you know. Cl- going, cl- yeah, gone clearer. Um, I want to know, man, and I want updates on all the other people that were featured in that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Sparky, is she okay? If you think about Sparky and you think about Sparky's was child. Spa- was there a Sparky? Something, Spanky. Spanky? Sparky might be better. And her kid, yeah. And her kid that had like her eyes swollen shut and maggots on her. Yep, yep, And the fact that that John Travolta did know about that. Yeah. Like for sure knew about it. She told John Travolta about that. I know. And if John Travolta knows about something, Tom Cruise knows about something. Do you think it's a thing where, you know how some actors have worked with Woody Allen and then they've come out after the fact, especially young actors, and they come out after the fact and be like, you know what? I felt so bad about it after I donated my salary okay. to. Mm-hmm. I think like you th- Chloe Grace Moretz or something. Did yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Do you think actors have done that with like working with Tom Cruise? That they've been like, oh, this is cool. And then after the fact, they're like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise isn't, I don't know if he has enough to stick. What do you mean? Like, uh, how much does to- he stink? That okay, you know, yeah, I get that. How much stinks he got yeah. on him, and how much of it's gonna rub off? Yeah, yeah. Again, he jumped on Oprah's couch. What? Oh six. Yeah, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. It's been a while. And people now, and he's been know, in a few movies since. Yeah, he's made a lot of movie off of him too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of movie off of him. A lot it's of just, money off of him. It's just people think about him differently today than they did about him fifteen years ago. And even we think about the way we yeah. watch movies now. Like we won't go see some movies sure. if people are in them. Absolutely. And yeah, it's such a bummer. We did have the conversation when we went and saw Fallout. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, you and, can only and, do so much. And I think that the the reason we're talking <laughs> about this so, the reason we're talking about this so much is just because like in some instances I think it is easier to separate art from artist. In some instances. Oh definitely. Right? But and it make it feels better. Yeah. It's just very difficult and even on the scale of things, it's easier for me to separate art and artist with Tom Cruise than it is with Harvey Weinstein or, or like anything Kevin Spacey's in. Kev, a Kevin Spacey film yeah. or a Mel Gibson movie, even with you know some of the things that like he said and like I, it's just and, or you know yeah I don't know it's it's very interesting it's very interesting because I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt um, but you still can't help but know about the stuff that you know, you hear about because you want to believe people, you want to believe people that normally otherwise wouldn't have their voices heard. And, um, I also believe in like giving, like letting people like recover, letting people come back, redeem letting people themselves. redeem. Robert Jenner Jr. was a drug Some addict. Some people deserve redemption. Correct. Some and he came people. back from that. Yeah. 
And so it's the conversation is who does and how do we navigate that and how do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends on who got hurt and whether or not they're okay with it. Exactly. Yeah, man. You see, now if I were, now this is real fucked, but if I were Tom Cruise's PR person, I'd be like, yeah. Tom, you got to get out and we have to have a press conference and we got to get Spanky down here. And we, we have to have a, her be how like. How much money you got? How much yeah. money you got? Donate a that bit to, of that's got to go uh-huh. to all the people who've been making 40 cents an hour for the uh-huh, last. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And get a lot of like former members of the church to mm-hmm. be like, hey, mm-hmm. thank you for coming forward, Tom. And Tom's like, I'm here for you. I care yeah. about people. Mm-hmm. Let now let's go make Mission Possible Nine. Like that's what he needs to do as a press conference. Fuck, but I don't know if it'll ever happen, and um, it's a bummer, man. And 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 a part of me wants to like, wants to get, wants to do in this world to be able to get close to Tom, just to, to be able to meet the guy, Tom, Tom. Hey, to be Tom. able to, to be able Tom to Matthew. to to be able to. Is that weird? Or maybe do a press junket and ask him questions about Ethan Hunt, but basically they're questions about about him. But you know you can, but you can still be like just you doing like, one of your press Tom, junkets. But yeah. they're like Tom. Question for you: How has playing a character? These questions, there's a ghost protocol to these questions. Yeah. How has playing this character who cares about every life affected your actual life? <laughs> Change you as a person, if at all? And he'll be like, "Oh, great question." You know, like I don't know, man. It's uh, yeah. That's what I want to do. I just want to reach through the screen and go, "Dude, get out mm-hmm. and help people." And you put your money where your mouth is. And, you know, because so much of the f- movie is a positive experience for me. So much of watching it with people that this I care about. This is one of about, the best franchises. My God, this it's so good. This is one so of my good. favorite franchises. And, and easily. everybody is firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And it's so impressive. The teams of people who are working on this. Working on this. Lauren Balfe, who did the score for this, like, or Simon best Peg. score. I fucking love Simon, Simon Pegg. Peg. And it's like, Simon, do you hang out with TC? You yeah, hang out with what's them? that like? Or is it just a, we see each other every couple of years to do one of these movies. And he's mm-hmm. my coworker. And because Simon crushes it and he seems like a real empathetic and cool dude. Ving Rames, you know, Rebecca Ferguson. Amazing. JJ. Michelle in this. JJ. Right. JJ. Come on, bud. Jeffrey Jacob. What are Jeffrey we doing? Jacob. Jingle. Jingleheimer. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else can we say about this movie, Abrams. Keller? I feel like we've exhausted the whole Scientology bit and it's just like. That's where we're at. That's this how movie's we amazing. The stunts are amazing. Yeah, pull 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 the file up. Is there anything the else script, we can talk about? The script is a little overwritten. It's overwritten in parts versus the last one, which they were making up as they went mm-hmm. along. And even this, it's it's uh, I guess it is. The word is overwritten. Yeah, they're throwing in too much. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Sometimes there's good like gotcha moments where I'm like, yeah, and other times I'm like, this is one too many. But I also like it more one when we're many. in on it. Yeah, I what I want is I want a plot that's basically the level of Ghost Protocol. And McCoy was the one who apparently came in uncredited and cleaned that script up and mm-hmm. made it so that it was more simplified. That's the level of of plot and intrigue that I that I want that from the Mission it. Impossible well, movie. Yeah, yeah, that's why I rank it higher than yeah. uh, Rogue Nation. So why is this one ranked higher than Ghost Protocol? Though why is Fallout? Is because it just it's like epic? I said before, it's it's, epic. it's the scope, it's the even the way it's shot and the we, this might be the best score. I think it is. This might be the I best think it mission is. And Fossil you have score. to understand something. When they go into fucking take it to halftime or whatever, slow it down. And you got to understand so, something. so, so good. Michael Giacchino's my favorite composer. Easily. And Giacchino's done two of these. You've gone to bat for... Uh, he's my favorite. He's, he's the most represented artist on my iPod. And still, I'm Let's like... Re- you got 31 albums on your That's it. IPad and and like, 20 of them are Giacchino yeah, scores. exactly. And Lauren Balfe still has the best score in the entire series. It's Definitely. like incredible. Next level. Um, Henry Cavill. He's good. Not great. He's bad. He's bad. <laughs> he pumps his arms. Just kidding. He 
But in in some points in the middle when he's talking a lot, I don't love it. But by the or end, the when he gets the hook like in when the he's face, talking I'm like, to good for him. I lo- yeah. Yeah. Him being like the physical bad guy, him fighting. That's what I'm saying. It's awesome. That's what and I'm saying. And him, like, they said in the commentary, and it's like, he's not a gorilla either. Like, mm-hmm. he is very precise mm-hmm. in they call, how yeah, he they, uses the meat yes. mallets They he call has. him the hammer, but he's not really that. It's, no. He, he can be, well, a but, hammer, he's, but he's hitting the nail precisely. Hitting the nail he's precisely, yeah. Whereas Hunt is the scalpel, the scalpel, which I think is a great comparison. I think it's great. Um, My favorite new... This has a little bit more Jackie Chan to it. It does. Then, a little bit where he's a little bit Which is like befuddled. he's a bit more frantic, a little bit more yep. doesn't know how it's going to work out. Yep. Uh, But also... This one, this one, and the last one. There's a bit too much confidence still the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, man. Also, Wolf Blitzer not a great actor. Wolf uh, Blitzer isn't fun a great to actor. see him, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. that guy <laughs> sitting there, Amazing. the apostle or whatever. That Nicholas, uh-huh. yeah, whatever that guy was. That guy was awesome. He was incredible. Um, my favorite new addition to the to the franchise in this is Angela Bassett. Easily, she is phenomenal. She's 61 years old today. Yeah. Not today as in her birthday, but like right now, yeah. currently, she's 61. Yeah. And she should be playing opposite Tom Cruise. Yeah. She should be Rebecca oh, Ferguson's wouldn't character. Wouldn't that be great? I um, love Rebecca Ferguson. Me too. I will not. Like, she is amazing in these movies. I know. And, and you said the, the storyline between her and Elsa and Ethan is a little bit more earned. A little in bit this, more earned. But yeah, it's still. Like that last moment where he's like in the hospital bed, which mm-hmm. I like to see Ethan in a hospital bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. The humanity. It's good. He's a superhero they, right up until then. They could take... Seven and eight could do things that like the Marvel movies are doing. Yes, in terms of representation, more people of color in the cast. They could do all that stuff. They could also spend the potentially four hours that seven and eight are going to have. It's going to be It's going to be like, like a solid oh, six hours. Six hours. Yeah. yeah. Three, each of these are three hours a piece. Yeah, yeah. They could spend all that time really fleshing out the Ilsa and Ethan romance and story more Mm -hmm. because one scene I thought was very interesting in this movie is I like Ving Rhames as Luther Stickle telling Ilsa Faust the story of Ethan only caring about two women that like I think I think Ving kills it uh, but you were saying you're like but this isn't earned like where does it come from to where like why does Ethan we don't see any time spent between the two of them alone and I'm like for any span of time it's just a love at first sight thing do they go on like a weekend getaway or something never missed never no. We've seen all the screen time in Rogue Nation. Is there and, and this all that's the time it. they spent together? That's it. So it's like it's just about this attraction that they have, but then Which they never. I don't you know? Listen, if I, it's twenty-one year age difference, I know, I know. You can't do that. I know. You can't do it's it. It's not great. It's not a thing you're supposed to even or if, allowed to do. Even if Cruz doesn't look sure. fifty-seven or but whatever, fifty-two. Like, Angela Bassett you know. doesn't look sixty-one. I know. No, she does not. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Um, and then you know who does look her age is the like thirty-year-old actress who plays White Widow, and it's the same thing. Vanessa like, Kirby. Yeah. Vanessa and Kirby. then they kiss, and then there's yeah. the super young cop that he's like super yeah. close to. So let's talk about the kiss first, and then the cop, because okay. this is still part of the conversation of what does this movie think, think of women? Think of women. What does this franchise? What does the series think of women? I think this movie does some. Amazing stuff with Julia when she comes in at the end. Third act, Julia I do, is, is like awesome. maybe the best female character in, in the, the whole in franchise. The franchise. Yes. Third act, Julia, right yeah. from from Fallout. Um, Especially when she sees everybody else sees yes. the team and so she's like, good. she sees the team and she decides like, mm-hmm. 
well, okay. I'm not what gonna can be I do? I'm not sitting here. What can I do? Yeah. Amazing. And well, then, it's just the second time she saved the world. This yeah. is the second time now yeah. that Julia has saved the world. And Luther going, go be with your husband. Like, this is amazing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was really, really mm-hmm. great. Um, Vanessa Kirby, I think, is awesome. And I really like She's, seeing her. Again, like, and hey, the character no one is, is knocking the right. acting no, no, ability no, 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 of anybody. Or anything. Uh, the character, except for Henry Cavill. Yeah, the character is... Uh, I don't have a British accent. It's and you funny. know, the other bummer thing, every time I watch this movie, I think I'll he could have... Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he could have shaved the mustache and Justice League would have looked better. But and you're like, fine. I know. I was sitting here thinking, the, it watching this problem. movie, and I almost turned <laughs> like, Hector, there's a Justice League movie. Yeah, there is. That's a real thing it that exists. exists. It's a, such there's a bummer. There's a movie it did of not the come Justice out great. League. I know, and it should have been the best movie. Isn't and that it's, the most mind-blowing it's such a, thing? It's such a bummer, dude. It, as you say, it as you look at me. my Justice League action figures, like, like... Martian Manhunter's not even such fucking a, in it. Such a bummer. Well, he's in the Snyder Cut. I'm not going to bring that up. Um, <laughs> is that real? <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be Snyder in it. Cuts? No, he's supposed to be in it. Um, but what but, is really supposed but, to be in it? I heard Barney's in it. <laughs> but the dinosaur? Yeah, comes in, yeah. I heard... Uh, no, I want to talk about the kiss because... Kirby, it's cool that she's playing uh, Max's daughter. That like the children of Max, the the son and daughter, are in this, and they reference it. I do it. like that. That's dope from Mission One. That's super cool. And but also Max was like six in her sixties in that movie. Yeah. So I know. her child yeah. could be Ethan Hunt's age. Yeah, because that's he true. was twenty in that movie. That's true. Like, no, he was like 30, 33. Still, though, and she, you know, yeah, she was like in her fifties or sixties. Yeah. That's true. But what How did fine. that happen? It's, again, fine. it's the same thing as Hobbs and Shaw trying to tell us that her and Jason Statham grew up together. I'm not Statham trying to say Max fuck. Yeah. But. So then is the White Widow supposed to be like, I'm 47. Is it supposed to be like that, but she just I, looks amazing? impossible. Come on. No. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. But that's every single um, one of them. But the kiss, the kiss Mission is... Mission Impossible, Kitten and Woman, Tom Cruise is safe. The ki- <laughs> the ki- yeah, exactly. The kiss is so like a staple of these types of movies. The femme fatale, the character who is but like she's the, not you know, even the femme fatale. No, but she there's elements of her character that are supposed to be. She's beautiful. She's sexy. Sexy. She's, she's alluring. In control. She's in control. She has power that you weren't aware of, and she is the, uh, the behind the scenes. She's kind of you know pulling the strings and we're working with the CIA, whatever, whatever. Chris but McCory wrote all that though. Sure, it's just it's just like it's a little much. And when he kiss when she kisses him, the commentary right, McCory and Tom Cruise are saying this kiss is not supposed to be, and I agree with them. It doesn't come across as romantic. It doesn't come across yeah, as I like. Yeah, just don't do it though. Right. It There's doesn't. A it doesn't. Way to get that same emotion across without with adding her being like, I have power over you. I have power over you because it doesn't seem like power. It yeah. seems like her grasping for power. It seems interesting. Like it's like it. Do, it could it be seems seen like, like that too. Uh, yeah. a power grab. Yeah. Not necessarily like. Mm-hmm. Trying to catch him off guard or something. Max in Mission One felt like she had power over Ethan. Is that for like yep. getting the yep. mask script off? Something Who are of you? a paradox. Great. And what are you doing? So I know here? they're trying to echo that vibe, and maybe it is a thing of like like we've said with other characters in this movie. Maybe even Ilsa. If that could there be other actresses that played these roles that could still get that point across, and and then even more so, could there could, would would, well, an, I don't would need an older that. White Widow be more effective in this? I don't need it to you know? her to be older. I just don't yeah. need that. Yeah. Don't something, put that some, in it. There, there could have been something else that have she could have done. Young, have her not give a fuck mm-hmm. about Tom Cruise. Sure. That would have been better. Yeah, because it is like, tough to... Have it her is. be like, uh, not love, be, wow, what if she was 
yeah she could resist how yeah. amazing tom cruise looks and then know? again going back to like, rogue nation rogue nation opens with that young woman being like it is you isn't it because there's a lot of hero worship going on and yeah. stuff and and it's tough to watch these movies even though i love the character of ethan hunt it's tough to watch these movies and not think as you're watching it tom cruise mega movie star producer uh has you know, a lot actor, of say in how has a lot he's of say, portrayed has a lot of has a lot of say in uh in, in everything and even if he isn't in charge of the cat like is even if he doesn't have the say in the casting of the movies that are, you know uh, of these mission impossible movies he's still as producer shown up and being like who we got vanessa kirby great and he's not thinking about how that's an, an ultimately going to look with like a younger woman you know and that age gap and that age difference and um yeah so yeah so she was really good but all right what else can we talk about like I said, man, by the end of the film, I do like Cavill as Walker. I like him towards the end when he's talking less and he has to act less. I think, and maybe Superman's a part of this, I think that uh, I like him best when he gets to do his British accent. I, 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 you For know sure. What I mean? like, it, like, it's a little much to be like, oh, he's this all-American guy. He's really not, though. He doesn't though. get he's, to use it that much. I know. I know. Like, no. What does he use it in? The Witcher? What else is, does is he, he use it in? The Immortals? I can't remember. I think he does. Yeah, he uses it in the Immortals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it a man from Uncle. That's the one. That's the major yeah, yeah, one where yeah, he yeah. gets to, where he gets to be An the Army British Hammer guy, and it's it? Army Hammer, who's basically American, American. Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just who, like you know. What's what, what if two pieces of wood acted <laughs> for? <laughs> just kidding. Just we watched We watched Call Me by Your Name. He's great. And Army Hammer can act. He's great, but he it, he's but Army himself. But in my also, opinion, he's not real. He's like a Stretch Armstrong. I know. Army looks older than he is. And he talks like this. And that throws me. It does. Because Army's like 32 or something. Mm-hmm. I'm 30. I'm 32. But it is like. He's like 30 or 31. Army Hammer and. He looks like he could be 40. Henry Cavill have like yeah. the old movie yeah. star. Right. Look. Clark Gable. Yeah. That kind like, of Come nonsense. Here. Come here, doll. And hey. it's like, you're 50. I played I played football with a leather helmet yeah. on back in the day. <laughs> the, yeah, those guys and John Krasinski has a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But he also George has George like, Clooney. Yeah, Clooney for sure, for sure. But the, he, they're more of like the bigger guy. Charles Bronson types, mm-hmm. I guess. But hey, Charles those, Bronson was ugly. One of those old type guys. Hey. Hey, look at my face. It's been punched. Uh, Keller, what else can we say about Mission Impossible Fallout that we, uh, didn't, that we didn't cover from every possible angle? It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yeah. uh, too corny. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. the I didn't like. You don't get as much of the corn the first time through. Mm-hmm. First time you're watching this movie, you are because, because buckled the fuck in. That's it what I'm is saying. Whipping you along, and, and this movie it, yeah. sweeps. And you on along. any rewatch, you really are paying attention to the. You dialogue. catch anything. You catch the right. dialogue, the, like, the, like the, the the twists and everything. And so yeah, maybe I agree with that. Like there's a sweet Simon spot. Pegg does a good job of selling most things. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Ferguson does a good job of selling mm-hmm. most things. Ving Tom Rames. Cruise has trouble selling a few things. Sometimes Ving Rhames only has trouble selling the uh, part of the "I've only ever seen you think care about two mm-hmm. women." Mm-hmm. I don't like part of that speech. Mm-hmm. I love Ving Rhames, and yeah. I wish he had been given a better monologue. Yeah, and I even like the second half of that monologue. Yeah. But me too. And, be, and he almost starts to like tear up. Exactly. Which is I'm like, oh, Ving, you're gonna make me he cry. He deserves man. that moment. It's amazing. Also, yeah. Ving Rhames is Luther deserves yeah. that kind of moment. Also, Luther saves the day a couple times in yep. the movie. They and you were saying too before we watched it, kind of as we're kind of winding down here, before we watched it, you were saying like, man, this franchise really highlights when Maggie Q fucked up, when Ving Rhames fucks up, in like Fallout and you know other stuff like that, when Paula Patton fucks, fucks up. up. And it's like, how often do the movies highlight when Benji messes up, when Ethan messes up, you know, when, when Jeremy Renner, whatever, whatever. 
This one, I will say, in the opening sequence, I do remember Luther Stickle getting caught, getting captured, and yet all three of them, him, Benji, and Ethan, I know, but the whole up. movie is still making a point of Luther trying to he, make he, up for he, it. Yeah, he does He's care always later. Apologizing. He, he, that's the key. Is I don't like. Th- yeah, he goes. He goes. We would have been in this never if it wasn't apologizes for, me. for anything. He tried at the end. He kind of does. He does, and it but was I mean, like, Julia that was like apologizing don't. to Julia. That's different. Mm-hmm. No. Ethan needs to apologize to, to the team. Ethan needs to apologize uh, yeah. to all of them. Like he did Ethan, right after he shot him, but still. Like yeah. uh, the moment we get in Rogue Nation when uh, Simon's like, "We are not friends." Yeah, like it, yeah. that is real, and he has never gotten the apology from Ethan. Ethan straight up fucked Benji's life for real. <laughs> yeah. Like Ethan is. Yeah. But as the, much but, as he cares about the team, he's a selfish asshole. Yeah, and who the, the, only cares about, about the mission, his objective. Sure. Um. And and in a, and in a part of you as an audience member is like, well, is he wrong? No, he always, of course, ends up being right because well, it's yeah, about it's the saving. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also say sorry at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that if that character Simon Pegg almost got strangled to death. I know. But and then like going back to Rogue Nation because we're again we're covering the whole franchise. Yeah. Simon Pegg has that moment we're not friends, but then later in the movie, Simon Pegg gets to be the one as Benji to be like, no, no you know what? Yeah, I'm staying. You. Which that was the moment of, if of it that's been when great. Ethan should have said he was like, sorry. I'm sorry, and, and like, it strength it could it could strengthen because I can even, I just more. saw Tom Cruise making that acting moment work. Yeah, he of did. him having the realization, but he okay. doesn't do it. Um, I think that the, the one of the best things about this film, the uh, the Fallout film, is that when the team sort of does come together, like at this point, the team and that dynamic is so Do you great. Miss Brandt? Um, he wasn't in this, was he? No, it's weird. No, yeah, it is. Especially a odd. since him and Alec Baldwin at the end of the last we're, one are like, "Hey, being in a team is cool." I yeah, bet we're Endgame in the IMF. Happening. We're in the IMF. Interesting. I bet it was Endgame. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, Infinity probably. War, Endgame. Probably like, didn't have him. Uh, I didn't miss him, but I would not have been mad if he was in it. That's an ex- excellent point. I think it would have. Well, made, we didn't miss him. It would no, I know, but I think it would have doubled down the whole idea of because again, I like to hear more about how the IMF works, mm-hmm. you know. And Brant represents that. And again, side they of it. only call Alec Baldwin secretary, and it's like mm-hmm. secretary. What of, is anybody the, IMF? the secretary of? I know it's weird. The head, the secretary. Any, will I dis- wish someone will would be like, well, here's the government tree. Here's yeah. how the. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So we want to see how the IMF works in Mission Impossible 7. We want to see Ethan really take some time to apologize for all of the events of the previous six movies yeah. to the team. And then for the team to go, shut up, Ethan. Like, we love you. Like, just to strengthen, like, you know, like, d- just to do that. Um, we want to see Ilsa Faust get the spinoff. Yes. We want to see some crazy stunts, but don't kill yourself. I want the yourself. Ilsa Faust, Maggie Q, Paul Patton spinoff. That's what Oh, That's bring, what we bring them back. Bring back Maggie. Mm-hmm. Bring back Paula. Mm-hmm. Bring back Tandy Newton in a slight cameo of like no, Ethan. Ethan's nice, not nice in to it. hear from you. Ethan's not in it. Oh, in the spinoff, so yeah, Tandy yeah, yeah, yeah. gets to come back and not deal with any of that. For baggage. Mission Seven and Eight. Oh, you still want to bring her back in just a completely different you in know? the spinoff with yeah, the three yeah, of them. Yeah. Tandy's coming in too. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Michelle Monaghan will have a uh, cameo. Definitely. Like, She's like, oh, you guys need surgery done. And who and who funds this team? We'll stop. Smoking. Angela Bassett. Exactly. Ooh, we did it. Power. We did it. That's power. power. That's Man, power. I that's another thing about it. It would listening. just have to be called Mission Possible because women get shit done. Wow. <laughs> Don't pander. Mission done. <laughs> Don't pander. <laughs> totally pandering. <laughs> it's true, but also, yeah, that's so funny. Um are you more excited or less excited to see seven and eight at this point? I'm always very pumped. Yeah. In the same way that I am about a new Fast and Furious. Right, right, right. Like right. they're gonna 
Although I'll be honest, or hearing Taika's doing a new Star Wars. Sure, all they that found stuff a way gets, to bring me back in. All that stuff gets me pumped, but it wasn't really until the first that first fast trailer, the one you sent me with Han, with Han. That's the one where I was like, oh, at this because all everything conjecture was like they're gonna go to space, maybe right. they're fun, gonna fun, to fun, fun, and fun. we're like. Okay, I'm sure, okay, I'm, I'm sure, willing to watch whatever they do. Yeah, I'm sure that next year the first trailer for Mission 7 is going to be pretty great. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be great stuff in it and we're going to get more It's going to suck you in immediately. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like seeing all six of these movies pretty much back to back to back to back? Do they change? Does it change how they feel? Does it change how you view them? I thought I liked one more before we did this. Oh, really? And then rewatching part one, you're like... Nah. It's lost some, but also, yeah. what's time going to do to that movie other than age it? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And three through six, I think, are a little more timeless at this point. For sure. Um, Especially um, just all around. They're yep. three, they're so solid. Yep. I think watching them. And you them, can have so much fun watching yes. them. I think watching them back to back to back to back with you has, has strengthened the. It's barely there, but if you look for it, there's a through line for the character of Ethan Hunt, especially three mm-hmm. through six. And you could even retroactively go back and pull some shit from one and two. Ethan's so paranoid because it's like, dude, his old team was killed in one. His old, you know, all yeah. of that stuff. I wish they would deep into the deep yeah. into the trauma a bit more. The trauma, the psychology. He is having dreams in this, so there yeah. is some of the trauma. Yep, because he Which, let Solomon Lane. But that also is just Iron mm-hmm. Man being like, I saw my team dead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or. The Iron Giant having dreams, which he does, but it was cut from the film. Fuck. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Yeah. What is he? What are that's his dreams? The do, look that's like? what the documentary is called, The Giant's Dream. What? Is, that's it, why it's, it's called that. Yeah. The hour, the hour plus making of the, uh, his dreams. I think were like scary. Like it was an army of Iron Giants. Oh, that's cool. Like, the, like, like it's a little bit of what where he was he created comes from. for. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so awesome. That's really scary. Fuck, man. That is really scary. good. I bet um, it would look cool. All right. Well, I think, I think, mission. Accomplished? Accomplished, I think, yeah. I just hit a big red button. We yeah, must have go. done it. Bam. Uh, <laughs> Keller, we are still in quarantine. We still can't have guests over to continue our 500 Greatest Films podcast. Oh, yeah, podcast. this is uh, directed by Chris McQuarantine. What was? <laughs> this movie. Chris <laughs> McQuarantine. Chris McQuarantine. Um, so we're going to watch every Chris McQuarantine movie up next. Yep. Valkyrie. No, okay. Valkyrie. Uh, no, just no, kidding. No. We won't watch any Brian Singer movies nope. that we don't have to. That we don't have to. But You were uh, like, we should watch the uh, X-Men. X-Men. And I, was like, I was like, yeah. No. Yeah, most of them aren't great. Logan's pretty great, mm-hmm. though. You get two yeah. decent ones. Deadpool's pretty great. Most. Nah, I don't, you know. Deadpool's good X-Men, on the first X-Men run through. First Class is cool, mostly. It's fine. Days of Future Past has good shit in it. I love that Days of I Future Past. I like yeah. that. Yeah. X2. Jim Croce. Yeah, exactly. And X2 is yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nightcrawler is tight. They do have Alan Cummings, Patrick Stewart, yeah. and Ian McKellen going for them. Like, I know, exactly. They yeah, did you catch when uh, Solomon Lane almost had an, an Ian McKellen line? He basically did in this. You shall not pass. Nope, Ethan. that's not the one. You should have killed me. Fly, you fools, Ethan. Ethan. You should have killed. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, fly, you fools. When will these people learn to fly? You fool of a took, Ethan. <laughs> what are we doing uh, Monday? We're putting out a new episode Monday. What are we watching? What are we tackling next, Keller? Next, we will be tackling the filmography of Boom. Wes Anderson. Boom. We're, we're You guys voted on it. Yep. And it came in second place second to Mission place. Impossible, which I didn't expect. No. I thought Fast and Furious was going to come in number one with a goddamn. Yep. But it didn't. Yep. 
No, it's Mission I was Impossible. even surprised that Mission Impossible Me too. came in number. Me too. Like I thought that was going to be bottom. And I thought Daniel Craig Bond was going to. I overtake. was psyching myself up to yeah. watch any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're going to do the Wes Anderson. And what do we say yesterday? We both determined that we like Ethan Hunt better than James Bond, mm-hmm. but we like Daniel Craig better than Tom Cruise. Yes. But I do like the Mission Impossible franchise more than James Bond franchise. Yes, and yeah. I even like the Mission Impossible franchise better than the Born new uh, the Bonds. new Daniel Craig Bonds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. there's because there's four really good ones to like two really good ones. That's the comparison. But Daniel Craig's so good, he is really great. Okay, so the first movie we're tackling is 1996 Bottle Rocket. Yes, Wes Anderson's first feature film. Uh huh. And it's viewable. You wrote it with Owen Wilson. That's crazy. Wow. At UT. Wow. wow. And Whoa. it's viewable uh, on uh, on wow. CBS All Access, apparently. Yeah, CBS All Access, apparently. Um, Guys, get Fubo, the criterion. Fubo TV, and it's viewable for free on... Um, Crackle. Crackle with ads. You have to watch ads. But you can watch it for free on Crackle, because Crackle, you can get Crackle for free. Mm-hmm. And there's like one season of Jackie Chan Adventures on there, and it's frustrating. What? There's one season of Men in Black, the animated series on there, and they're not the first seasons. Are those it's done weird. by the same animation house? S- I think so. They I think look some. super similar. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty uh. cool. So go watch Bottle Rocket this weekend, Wes Anderson's first film. I just got the... Stuck in my head from, from when they're what? doing the mug shots in Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Boom, 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 whatever it is. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're back Monday. Just yeah. me and you, Keller. We'll mm-hmm. have a new episode. Body rocks of the Corn Time podcast, where we're gonna watch body. Damn, damn it! <laughs> that's what bottle, I call bottle rocket for bottle short. Rocket. I call it body rock. Body rock. <laughs> bottle, bottle rocket. And then uh, watching body rock. Then we're gonna hit follow it up with Rush. Rush more. The Royal Tenenbaums. The Royal Tenenbaums. And the re- the rest of Wes Anderson's filmography. And we'll knock it out in a few weeks, in a couple weeks, maybe like two, yeah. three weeks. It's Yeah. We're shooting for three. We did three. this three a week. Yeah. Uh, there's nine Wes Anderson movies. We're going to shoot for three a week. I got to um, get the Grand Budapest Criterion before we'll, then. We'll tell you where to uh, where to catch it, where to grab them, where to watch them. And thank you guys for listening to Call our Call your longest... hipster cousin. They'll be like, ooh, I have it on I'm, vinyl. I have them on vinyl. Oh, you guys want to watch Bottle Rock on I'll, vinyl? I'll bring it over. We'll sync it up to the DVD <laughs> no, I have. No, we have to watch the we vinyl. We have to watch the vinyl. It's a hologram. It'll play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be really cool. I have, I've, I think I've seen most of them. I've seen all of them. But uh, it's going to be great to revisit mm-hmm. because you know I'm going to be doing my... It's been a while and you're not going to like it. Ranking. Bottle Rocket, I will not. You will. You You'll think? like it more than you thought you, you did. You I will like so. it more than you thought you okay, did okay. because you do... You That's have a love. So. You have a love for Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson in your heart, don't you? <sighs> Sometimes I hope I don't lose the love that I have for like Fantastic Mr. Fox. And you have to think about how it was the beginning of Wes oh, Anderson. and it's like a zero dollar movie. Zero like, dollar movie, and it was shot in amazing. Dallas, around yeah. where I live. I know Texan. So it's gonna. All right, Texan. Fuck off. Relax, dude. Texan. Fuck off. We watch every movie set in San Diego, <laughs> no, California. No, we don't. What am I like? Let's I watch Anchorman again. <laughs> All the time. All the time. All the time. That's it. Uh, that's the job. So we'll see you guys on that's Monday. The job. Go watch Bottle Rocket. It is uh, on Sony Crackle with ads, Fubo TV for free or for subscribers, CBS All Access for subscribers. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for watching. And we and forgot to do this. Do we have any reviews to read? No, right? Not None? new stuff. Okay. Unless someone did and I missed it. Here's what I would love. Here's what I would love. If you, what have, would you if, love? If you've been so awesome and you listened to the end of this podcast, all six of these, you know who you are. <laughs> Aussie and a couple of different I hope listeners. You know who you are. Everybody, you guys are amazing. But if you could please 
uh, tweet at us either to um, me at Hector's Funny, Keller at Keller Knobloch, or the account 500GF Podcast. What's your ranking? Yeah. What's your, How do you feel about these I movies? Know. Where Mission do you put Impossible. Them? Has this enhanced your love? Has this made you look at them differently? Has it detracted from your Has love? It Have you seen Going Apologies. Clear since? Have throw you your going, I want you to throw Going Clear <laughs> into your ranking. I want you to factor that in there somewhere. I'd put um, it probably... Probably like after... Third. After maybe Fallout, I'll yeah. give it. Here's the deal. Yeah, the ending of Going Clear is better than the ending of Ghost Pros. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> it sticks the landing a little bit yeah, better. So I'm gonna great. have to. It's it great. edges its way in. Um, I just really want to know everybody's ranking of the six Mission Impossible films, and I'm gonna go ahead and post mine also. Okay, what my ranking yeah. is. Uh, and I also included the television television series. The television yeah. series. Go watch Bottle Rocket. We'll see you on Monday. You guys are awesome. Bye, guys. Bye.